Mark is running. So if you ever want to serve on a Sunday, you know who to ask. Ask the Lawsons. I'll give you all the details. Come and serve with us in our local community. Now, I have the absolute privilege of being here. I want to ask you some questions. You know I'm a little bit interactional. hope that's a word. So I'm going to ask you a question. Who would just love to be more relaxed right now? Yeah? Who would like to be having a little bit more energy right now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, school week, right? Who would like to just feel like they have enough time to actually build meaningful relationships? You ever feel like stuff gets in the way? Yeah. What about just to have time to think? Just to stop and actually just think and process? Or when you get asked a question, do you just feel you have a moment to go, oh, can I think about the consequences first? Anyone relating to those sort of things? Yeah, anyone's like got it completely sorted? Raise your hand. Everyone talk to them after the service. But everyone else, please come on the journey. Now, can you imagine a time that you could just feel like that? That you could feel relaxed and time to invest in meaningful relationships and time to think and time to ponder and time to really go through questions before having to answer and time to just invest in family and to have nature time and to have energy now, it was designed originally, it's called Sabbath, right? That is, that's what it was meant to be, that sort of time. And we've been given it, and imagine actually interacting with it for that purpose in that space, to know who you are as a designed, beautiful child of God, and then where you fit in the world. But along the way, a whole bunch of things come in and start tearing away, and I'm pretty sure I can see some visual checklists going off. Yeah, but I have to, and the list just starts going, right? All the things I just have to do today. I just have to do it today. I had to have those coins ready to go in that bag, which is valuable and beautiful. But when it starts feeling like that, it's not really feeling like Sabbath, hey? When the little things that we feel like we have to do starts weighing us down, there's a problem. There's a breakdown. So we're going to be addressing this sort of issue today. Now, the story goes like this. When you're a slave... You find your identity in what you have to make according to what your master is telling you to make or own or buy. So for the Hebrews, they were slaves to Egypt having to make bricks. So their identity was a brickmaker. That's it, 400 years. You will make bricks for me, you will work for me, says Pharaoh, and you will do what I say and tell you to do, and when you mess up or someone tries to advocate for you on your behalf, then I'm going to make you do double in less time. And that's all you are. You are a slave to the system of brick-making. Now, in 2021, that sounds pretty familiar, right? You are a slave to what you can achieve for our society, and I will give you a set number to indicate your value and identity. Yeah? True, right? We're getting some meaningful music? Oh, I get a better mic. Thank you. Well, they finally get free, and they part, that was me parting the Red Sea, by the way, really quickly with the sound effects, I know you really like that. But they finally get free, in that moment, God tells them, remember. Remember. Now, when my mom tells me, remember I said, what does that mean? Yeah, Verity, you know, because you know my mom. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, my mom is like all loving, and she is. Uh, but there's also times when she says, remember I said in that tone or those eyes? Ooh, I know, I've got to remember whatever she said that I was meant to do. And it's normally like, I don't know, pick something up or drop something off. Or, but God says, remember. Remember means it's already been told, it's already been instructed, it's always been explained. Remember. Now, you know where I'm going. I can feel something. What, is, what does God tell them? Remember. Yes, smashed it. Remember the Sabbath day. Put it aside, make it holy. And every single person you come into contact with, by default, force them to rest as well. I don't want your neighbor's slave, the next person over the other side of the world. I don't want them working either. Just stop it. Boycott the whole system. Everyone rests. Now, that's my interpretation of the fourth commandment. Please read it, Exodus 20. That's where it's repeated. Check it out. But Jesus, through God, Holy Spirit, God, one, we believe in one. But at this point, God says to his people, once they're free, remember the Sabbath day. Now, he gives them nine other commandments as well, all beautiful and purposeful. But I'm focusing on one today. Remember the Sabbath day. Because now that I'm your God, now I'm taking you back from slavery and now you're my, not slave, not possession. Because now you're my people. Now I want you to remember who you are. And you're my people based not on what you do. You're my people regardless if you get that brick made or not. You're my people. God reclaims our identity and the Israelite identity. It's no longer based on what you're getting done, but in the relationship you have with him, who you are, who you remember that you are. Sabbath is completely anti-consumeristic. Pretty crazy, right? To completely refuse, often, often it's refused. I'll refuse to work today, seventh day, so we count it out. Sunday's the first day, seventh day, Sabbath, Hebrew word, that's what we use. It's 24 hours, so from Friday night to Saturday night, because when it gets dark, that's when the next day starts, and when it gets light, that's when the light comes out. So that's how we've done it, that's how it continues to be. And God says, for this period of time, I've made it holy, this period of time, often people go, okay, I won't work today, I'm not gonna earn an income today. Now, by doing that, I am refusing, refusing money to determine my value. That's a huge statement. That's a huge statement because we know when I pause my time, when I say, today I'm not going to do these certain things that I normally do, you're saying that what takes up my time, I'm refusing for that to define my identity. When often it'll be, okay, I'm not going to purchase things today. That means I'm saying that those things that I want and may need, I'm refusing them to say that this is where my identity is. Now, there's grace and mercy, and if things happen, like it's an emergency, I have to do stuff, do it, be wise. But what God's ultimately saying in that concept is the time and money and the things, none of that determines who you are. None of it. And yeah, I honestly believe we're caught in a cycle of completely thinking that. Yeah? Because if I don't get that thing paid, then I don't get gas. Like, if I don't get gas, I don't get a hot shower, I don't get a hot shower, I smell weird. just gets downhill from there, right? Now, Affluenza is a beautiful book written by Clive Hamilton and another gentleman. Pardon? Richard Dennis. Oh, look, that was a test. You pass. That's a beautiful book. It's, it's based, it was published, what, 2007? 2009? I, so it's... 
a little while ago. However, the concept essentially and the way that I love it was worded in, in from, from this book is that time equals money equals things equals happiness. It's a word equation. So you, you take my time, you take my happiness. That's basically how it goes. If I'm volunteering for something, wait, 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 you're ultimately going to steal my happiness if I have to give time away. It's a pretty big claim, right? Or if, you, if I have to give money, I have to give money away, then you're going to be taking my happiness because I link those two things together. Or my things, if I have to give my things or donate it when I don't really want to, again, that's linked to my happiness. Now, what ultimately comes through this book, Affluenza, the idea is when enough is never enough, so it's a consumeristic motto, concept, is saying that when I break down this thought process, and especially if I'm thinking in the context of Sabbath, it's not that if I have my things or my money or my time taken, it removes my happiness. When I don't know my identity, my meaning, or my purpose, I don't have my happiness. That's what really matters. And of the money and the things and the time, time's the only thing that helps in really knowing my identity, my meaning, and my purpose. And God says, remember, one day a week, put time aside and prioritize and reset it. Every single week, come into that relationship. Now, I love, I love this concept and I understand the complexities that come with it. So we're going to jump into Scripture together. If you have your Bibles or your phones, however you do it, we're going to jump into Matthew 11 together. And I want to continue these thought processes and concepts within Scripture. Now, is it possible if we get two people to read, to volunteer to read out loud to the church family? Is that cool? So Matthew chapter 11, I did two people to read like five verses each. Yay, thank you, because that's a warrant of mics. Come on, people. Carolyn will read the first five. <laughs> Yay. Go English teacher. So we're in Matthew chapter 11, uh, looking at verse 20 to 25. No, 20 to 24 inclusive. Thank you, Carolyn. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns where he had done so many of his miracles because they hadn't repented of their sins and turned to God. What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? Perfect. (laughs) For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their heads to show their remorse. I tell you, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on Judgment Day than you. And you people of Capernaum, will you be honoured in heaven? No, you will go down to the place of the dead. For if the miracles I did for you had been done in wicked Sodom, it would still be here today. I tell you, even Sodom will be better off on Judgment Day than you. Beautiful reading. Now, Jesus is making direct comparisons here. And it sounds extremely judgmental, right? Yeah? In fact, we were just having this conversation, that's all you heard. The context of leaving would be like, oh, she's so judgy. But this is the real context. That's why it's really good not to take a few verses out of the rest of the story as well. Or conversations. When you hear a conversation and you hear like four words or see one text, there's a lot more going on than just that. Now, Jesus is making direct comparison to the cruelest cities in the world. But had they seen him, perhaps they would have actually believed. But these cities actually have him and then don't believe. 
That's the comparison being made. Now, would another person volunteer to read to continue verse 25 to ending and including verse 30? Five more. Ooh, go Mike. Thank you. Perfect. At that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father had entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those to him, those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Beautiful reading, thank you. Now Jesus doesn't leave it with the judgmental, but he continues. He uses this, this, this time period, this opportunity, begins to teach and he prays, and he brings out different people in the prayer. He brings out the wise and the clever because they're arrogant in knowledge and the childlike who are humble and trust and follow, and he compares the two. Now, he goes and he, exp he expresses in 27 something quite interesting. My father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the way the father does. Now, the way that Jesus is sharing how he knows God is an intimate relationship. It's beautiful. And the people hearing at the time don't always like to hear that. The Pharisees assume that they have the knowledge of God and how can he? And it could be quite separating. But Jesus is trying to bring in and go, remember, if only those towns, if they'd actually seen me, they would have believed. And yet you, we're here, and yeah, you may be wise and clever, but you're not being humble or childlike in a relationship. And this is how the relationship goes. In 28, come, let's actually communicate, let's actually spend time together. He completely contrasts the judgment previously of this is how I want it to be. I want us to really interact and I want us to talk through the situation. And uh, for all of you carrying heavy burdens, I will give you rest. Does anyone say might? Does anyone, Bible verse has a might in there? I might give you rest. Has anyone got that subclause? No one's got a little A there that references down? It's like Philippians, was it four? Four to six? Pray about everything. Everything. There's no subclause in there. Everything but come back down work pressures. Everything but relationship issues. Everything but what in the world do I post in my next Instagram story? Everything but. There's no subclause in this. There's no subclause in this either. Heavy burdens, I will give you rest. No might. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Come and interact. Yeah, you've got me. I'm actually here in person. Let's actually have a relationship, which is beautiful to see. And we, we sit in a different time period. We're not in this time period of Matthew. But we're not prior to Christ coming. We're, we're later, Jesus is coming back. And in this part, period of time, we can have that close, beautiful relationship, that intimate relationship that's invited to all. 
not just based on how well you can make a brick or how well you can step up or do something. The oxen yoke concept is used in here. Now, did anyone read yoke? Originally, I was thinking this too. Yoke and thought of eggs. Is that a thing? No? Okay. That was me. I was like, ooh, Jesus loves eggs. And I was like, maybe eggs are good for protein or something. That was the, the thought process. But then I looked into it more, and the yoke is, is about oxen. You have two oxen that carry a yoke and do their job, which is pretty cool. So if one oxen gets injured, then the other oxen has to carry it all. Now, Jesus is using this example because they're agrarian. They, they live and speak and understand yoxen environments. Yoxen? There we go. Made a new word for you. They live and understand yoke and oxen environments far more than what we do, unless you're a farmer. Is anyone a farmer or farmer background who's worked with oxen? Okay. <laughs> so we've got four people who are like, yes, we know this, but do you still use ox? No. Did you use ox? No. Okay. So we're cool on the same page here. Now, I think it looks like this. I don't want to hurt my jacket. Jesus says in verse, which verse is it again? My, my burden is easy. Verse 30, what's it say again? For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So this is Jesus, and he's saying, here, this is my yoke. How uncomfortable does that look? Yeah. Now, what's interesting, I think, if we're linking the concepts, we're thinking of Sabbath, we're thinking of slavery being defined by what I do, we're thinking of Jesus saying, no, I give you this ox, it's going to be light. This is what we're thinking of, right? Now, Jesus says, Holy Spirit, God, they give us one day a week, I think, to reevaluate. Sabbath is, is beautiful, building relationship with God, with other people, and a whole lot of prioritized thinking time. And I want you to think of it and go, what am I carrying right now? Because regardless of what it is, it's going to feel heavy over time. That's what pressure is, right? Relativity of the item and give it time and there's pressure. It doesn't really matter what you're carrying. It can be, feel heavy over time. Now Jesus invites and says, I want me, Jesus, to come into this. Because like me by myself, I can't do it. So I need, a, I need a Jesus example to come up. Someone who's taller than me, please. This is what Jesus is saying, right? Now, I'd, I can't, I'd find it hard to learn anything if it's not visual, so Jesus comes in and goes, take my burden, we're going to partner together. We're going to partner together. Can you grab it for me? Yeah, yeah. we're going to partner together, and then we're going to carry it together. Yeah. How awesome is Jesus? No, you stand tall. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jesus is tall. How awesome is this? I love partnering with Jesus. And then your Jesus would be even taller, and then the next tall Jesus would be even taller. Matt, you can come up now. <laughs> Beautiful, thank you. you can Beautiful. It's awkward, it's heavy, and I want to say, like, regardless of what it is, it's going to get heavy. Regardless of what it is. Like, we, we love... In churches, we love doing a whole bunch of things. Right, a whole bunch of things. Who loves nominating committee? Ooh, there was some... Shrieks of joy just there, wasn't it? Have you guys already done it for the year? Or is it coming up? Does anyone know? <laughs> you think you've done it? Okay. Oh, it's still going through. Hey, ministry placement team. Man, let's, let's pray for that at the end. 
All right, so I need, I need two people. Maybe they might be Frisbee boys. Maybe they might be the similar sort of height to come on down if you guys can help me out. Come on, Ezekiel. Oh, okay. Who's similar to height to Ezekiel? Holly? Come on down. Aiden, Aiden, you're amazing on keys. Just saying that. Beautiful gifts. Yeah, come on up. All right. Hold your arm out and just hold it out. Now, anything is heavy over time, right? So how long can I hold this up? Oh, that's about long, as long as it is. How long can you hold this out with your arm straight? You're feeling comfortable? Now, it's just going to start getting heavy really soon. And it's really awkward because everyone's watching you. And it's just, it gets difficult. And it's like that time that you get told to do this thing in the sermon as an illustration. You're like, can this just please end? Yeah? That can happen, right? Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Holly. Now, what, what the oxen concept here is that you're not alone in this. You're not alone, which means, if you've got comfortable, face each other for me, and then put the Bible on the other person's shoulder. Just come forward. Like that. Does that, did that get lighter? Lighter? Yeah. Lighter? Yes. Perfect, you can sit down. Excellent job, excellent job. Look at these guys, that's incredible. Come on. Like, that's listed as one of the biggest fears in the world is to get on the stage in front of every other person. And these two guys just did it without any notice. Like, that's highly impressive. Make sure you affirm them later. But the, the point there is that it is so much easier when you have a buddy. No? It is so much easier. And which means in this concept, in this situation, we're not alone. And we don't just bring Jesus into it. We, like, 100% Jesus, but we can bring in other people. And if we're finding difficult, it's okay to talk to other people. And it might be physical issues, it might be mental, emotional, spiritual fatigue, anything can be going on to cause that extra burden. And Sabbath is a beautiful time not only to think and reflect and to go, where am I at? How are we going, Jesus? But also, hey, Jesus, who have you brought into my life that I can talk to about this concern? It's okay for us to seek help. How beautiful is that? That's how designed community is. And sometimes we bring in professionals too and they've been blessed with gifts to help us as well. Like Aiden on the keys is beautiful and gifted. We've got other people and other skill sets and fields blessed with gifts to help us in those spaces as well. So we've got a whole bunch of concepts and challenges coming out and the overarching one I'd love to give you Fremantle Church is to remember the yoke and remember it's a partnership bringing Jesus into it that it's not, we're not alone, and that we can be doing beautiful things, good things, and if we do it for too long, without rest, it's just going to hurt. So please rest. Please intentionally take that time, prioritize that time with God, with your meaningful relationships in your life, and in that Sabbath time, it's one day a week, blessed, remembering that your identity isn't based on time or money or things, that your happiness can't just come from that stuff, but it comes from knowing who you are, why you're here, and what you're doing in identity, in meaning, and in purpose. Remember who you are from that space. Prioritize that time. It's going to be hard to do. Prioritizing anything is hard to do. And from that space, I encourage you to live with that light yoke feeling. Yeah? And it's always okay to seek help in those processes. Let me pray. Cool. Let's pray. 
Jesus, thank you so much for Sabbath mornings where it's not raining right now. It's so beautiful and it rains really good for wherever it is, but Father, I'm totally appreciating that. So thank you. Thank you for us to be in a space where we can read from your word and, and we can have literally prioritized time to be here, Father. And I thank you for the sacrifices and the timing and all the different things that had to happen to get everyone here today. And Father, I pray for everyone who wasn't, was unable to make it work for whatever reason. Father, may we're every person that we're connected to, like you said in Remember, may they somehow feel that Sabbath blessing as well. Be with us, Jesus, as we need to ask for help, we need to put things down, we need to lift things up, and Father, help us to come to you first and from that place. Have rest and potentially have change. Thank you, Father, and go before our days. Amen.